Hey everyone, welcome again to another episode of Nerds in the City, a Central Florida podcast talking about nerd cultures, movies, games, comics, movie reviews, and events. Hopefully, again, we keep saying it's going to happen in Central Florida, but it's been crazy. Like, uh, they had that, um, I guess two weeks ago, uh, some bars started opening up and uh glit i don't know if you heard of it or i think it's guilt guilt and um two workers confirmed that they were working and they were they ended up finding out they were corona uh, positive for coronavirus and they were working i just i think the 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 funniest thing i mean everybody's to their own opinions i just if you even remotely believe this you know the virus exists yeah one person it just takes one person to walk into a room full of people, yeah, and that's it. It's like <laughs> so. Guilt, guilt is a warehouse, basically, dude. Yeah, and it's like, and, so, I, and I guess supposedly it was they were they were only supposed to be at like a fifty fifty percent capacity, mm-hmm. but from like different people on Twitter and other people announcing it that they haven't anybody hasn't taken photos, but it's supposedly it was like packed. Yo. Here's the funny thing is I I used to I used to be a photographer. I mean, well, I used to I am a photographer, right? Yeah. So one of the things I'm I'm good at or was specialized in was clubs. So I worked for Guilt, like I, the promoter that I used to work for. He exclusively worked for uh, had parties at Guilt for like I think it was like a month or two months. It was for a while. It was fun. Those parties at Guilt were awesome. Here's the funny thing: if they're if they're um, not doing well, let's say the night is kind of slow. Mm-hmm. People forget there's an upstairs. Uh. So that's all they do is they close the upstairs. A lot of clubs are like that. That's what I think is crazy. 50 percent capacity for clubs still doesn't do anything because all they have to do is close half the area. And exactly. And, and usually can- clubs have two sections to it, and they purposely will close one section in order to make the other section look busy. Yeah. So all they have to do is the same thing when you when any other average night. So 50% capacity at certain clubs does not mean anything. Because you look at Guilt, you look at... Um, um, Beecham. Well, Beecham is... It's been a while since I've been at Beecham. Beecham is huge. But there was another one. Um, the, what's across the street from... Tier. Tier. I think it's Tier, yeah. Tier also is, is huge with the upstairs and downstairs. Yeah. So, like, they have the equal amount of space upstairs and downstairs. So, all you got to do is close the upstairs. Yeah. There's a 50% it. capacity. <laughs> So and then you just get you just get 100% and of the people pe- and that 50%. Yeah, exactly. That 50% of people is still on top of each other. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. But the uh besides that, let's get into some news, some topics and that came up. What's up? Uh, what you got? What you, what news you got? Let's go for the oldest. Is Second Life getting a new edition cuz I think that's like it's about time they did. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the quarantine edition of Second Life. <laughs> I thought Second Life did get a sequel. What happened? It did for no, no, no. Half Life got a sequel. Is it Half Life or Second Life? I don't... Half Life got a sequel called Alex. A L Y X, I think it was. Um, but mm-hmm. we talked. We did watch the PS Five reveal. Oh, that was huge. That was that was that took up. Uh, I, I watched like twice, two or three times, because I wanted to watch the tra- the game trailers. Mm-hmm. The first time I watched them, like there were some that didn't sit so. Like I'm like uh, some of the graphics and some of them they were like mobile, but I felt that. But again, I was, I don't think I was watching it uh, on my phone. I think at the first time, not on my computer, and I was like, I don't know about the graphics. Let me. I need to see it at a bigger screen to see 
the true feel of what the PS5 engine would do to the graphics and the colors and I'm you know it's funny at this texture. point at this point with gaming I am to the point where the only thing that would ever impress me is if the the um the graphics you see in the movie, you know, like in, you know how games have the the, the movie version, like which I guess we call the trailer, the cinematic version, the cinematic. Well, you know the the trailer, the trailer you see in in the movies, the stories, whatever, right? Those are not gameplay. Like if you show me one of those that's actual gameplay like that, that would be impressive. Yeah. But it's always the same thing. I, you know, you always see this cinematic uh, trailer or story play out, and it looks amazing. It looks incredible. It looks lifelike. And then when you start playing, it's not that it's bad, but it's nowhere near that level. So if you're telling me that this is a game that you see a, a, a trailer or something like that, like, no, no, that's gameplay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I'm waiting for. That's why, that's why I... That's what I'm holding out for. Yeah, I was... <laughs> I learned that really early, really mm. quick. Uh, for one of the games for PS One, yeah, I can't remember the game. I think it was Jet Moto. I think I saw like an ad mm. or something, and it had like it looks like it was actual like the gameplay they were trying to portray. Yeah, yeah. It was like very like uh, 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 the next gen of gaming for that time. Yeah. And when I played, it, I was like, it's not the game was fun, but it was like not even close to what I remember. And I was like, I will never trust a, a commercial. I'm like, show me game footage, in-game mm-hmm. footage, and then I'll I'll decide. I'm like, all right, it looks good. It looks do- it doesn't or whatever. But besides the ones that already are top tier or mm-hmm. AAA status is the uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, which at first they said it was going to – at first it was speculated that it was a expansion to the Spider-Man game. Which but, I'm surprised that, that that they could have literally just done that. They could have just done an expansion on that, and that would have been huge. So the fact that they came up with a whole other game, especially so soon, it's 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 actually really surprising. Um, but it's so the way they explained it, it is a um how how would I say? All right, so it's 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 an, a standalone game, but it's like a smaller. Isn't that like part two? It's like a 1.5. Okay, what do you mean? So, so the game is like a 1.5? It, no, it's not a 1.5, meaning that it's not a... It's like an in-between game. From 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 my understanding, it's like a side game, like a side like a side quest game, but it's a full standalone game. See, but okay, the only f- reason I find that so bizarre is because you introduce a whole nother... And like, not just character, because it's not like... Okay, it's not like... Um, I put this. This is the best way I could put it in context. It's not a Batman game that you introduced Robin, because that could be a side hustle, side sorry, side game for Batman's game. Yeah. This is this is a Batman game that you're telling me that Nightwing is a side game, and that's where I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. So, so Nightwing is a whole different story arcs, different character, different thing. Yeah. So this is so like I said, it's not a full fledged sequel to Spider Man. Yeah. Okay. It's um the one they they explained it like you could be closer to is like Uncharted, Uncharted okay. Uncharted had a Lost Legacy, which was just a standalone spinoff to the to the whole uh, Finding, Unch- uh, Uncharted games. Okay. There was just like a side full fledged. It's not a full fledged sequel to Spider the the Spider Man that came out. Mm-hmm. So this is just like a side quest or like a spinoff, most likely. Honestly, the when I saw the trailer, like before I even got to watching, you know, the trailers officially for PlayStation Five, and I saw that the image of Miles Morales, 
I thought that they were coming out with another, um, uh, what do you call it, Spider-Verse. Oh, like another movie? Yeah, I thought this was like a sequel. Like, he's older, he's, you know, yeah. whatever. I really didn't know it was going to be the game. I was like, this is a game? Yeah. <laughs> like, because they were showing kind of like those those colors, those uh, vibrant like purples and yeah. stuff like that. So. But they show, somebody showed some, uh, immediately as it came out, people on Twitter started showing what Miles Morales looked like in Spider-Man for mm. the PS4 and how he looks on. Like, the difference in the imagery and the colors and the textures and I mean like as far as better or way better like well you this is 10 look, times better. now it looks like he looked like a gameplay character before yeah, now man. he looks like like i feel like that guy exists somewhere yeah exactly definitely but other than that one there's a uh, final Fa- uh not final fantasy um Red- uh, resident evil village resident which Eight. that one because i'm Ca- a huge Ca- i'm a huge resident evil fan guard. i think it caught everybody off guard i think like what was it was it to the very end that you're like what wait what yeah, everyone was like, oh, what is this? It's like, it has like a very I love creepy... how they're doing like a, a, a Saw twist in trailers. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, because didn't they do the same thing with uh, uh, when they did Assassin's Creed Vikings or something? Where you're like watching this whole gameplay, this whole like story arc, and then you're like, wait a minute. Wait. Wait. And then you saw the last minute he busted out with the, the traditional uh, um, hidden sword in his wrist. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is Assassin's Creed. I feel like this is the same thing with Resident Evil. When we like, I'm village, like, I was like, okay. And then you go, you see the eight. And you're like, eight? So I'm like, I literally eight. thought that was, like, I mean, it's funny because they keep on saying Resident Evil. Like, they were saying Resident Evil to me. You and even with, exactly. Like, you ever do that? Like, something something looks so familiar. And then they tell you something. And you're like, oh, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. And they, like, realize, oh, no, I didn't pay attention. I didn't pay attention. I kept on thinking Silent Hill. Like the whole time uh, I was like, this is Silent Hill, this is Silent Hill, this is Silent Hill. Like, oh no, this is not Silent Hill. <laughs> <laughs> so with those, the the, the top, the other new one that I don't, I don't, I'm not into bat, uh, sports games. So yeah, it was NBA 2K. There's the next rendition to that one. That okay. looks good. Gran Turismo, which is like a staple for their driving, because I think that is a, an exclusive for Sony. Okay. Uh, but then they also brought back, which I liked, were two game. Well, they redid a remaster of. Uh, uh, Demon Souls, Demons Souls. That's uh, more of a Devil May Cry. Is that gaming? Uh, no, it's it's similar, but it's, it's okay. more like demonic creatures and mystical. Isn't that the same thing with De- Devil no, May Cry? No, but I I don't I think it's a because I think Devil May Cry is a, a third party third third party shooter or like action game. Okay, but this was like I think this is first person. Okay. Uh, then the two that they're bringing back after a little bit of time was Oddworld mm-hmm. um, and Ratchet and Clank. Uh, Which are the rift, Ratchet rift, and Clank is going to be away. is going to be huge. Yeah, I was I was I I was really into the first one. I didn't play any sequels after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the the games. So I really want to get to the games that that are indie ones that caught my attention. Well, bef- oh well. Well, mm-hmm. There's also uh, what is it the GT uh, Grand Theft Auto Five Enhanced, which is like the same game they've been doing for the last eight years. They just enhanced some other parts and so what they're just basically like just improve it. Like I keep, I feel like they really just try to improve the like the, the like the slow motion parts, but like they don't actually do they improve like I don't know. Like I mean, make it, it, it make it, it more realistic in the sense of like people that overexert the the like shifting correctly or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you know like break the torque or something like that or just like overdo basically burn out and they probably do that they probably burn out engines yeah um or tire inconsistencies or like i don't know 
just certain things like that. Like use actual like data from like like safety inspection <laughs> and give it the same like kind of like care. So breaks and everything else. Um, no, but what about the, what I, I, I'm trying to remember the name and I'm blanking right now. Then they came up with almost like a new version of uh, Twisted Metal. Yeah, it was uh, called, I think it was like Destruction Derby or Destruction. Let me look it up real quick. Uh, and you were able to get out the car in this one, though, now. Destruction All-Stars. So it's a mixture of, so it's, I feel like it's going to be a mixture of Twisted Metal mm-hmm. meets Fortnite. So it's more like you could, it looks like you could run out of your vehicle and your driver has to protect you. Or you have, you could be in your car and you could get destroyed, but you could get into another car. And it's just like, oh, like a second, like a second life type thing where it's like your car's about to break down. So you're about to die, but you were able to jump out. You're able to maybe knock somebody, knock somebody temporarily down and start to steal their car or something like that. Yeah, something like that. They haven't from that gameplay. It looks like you could still run on the map mm-hmm. and you could drive. So it has to be. So when I saw it, I was like, OK, I could see Twisted Metal. And then I'm like, it's going to be like a battle royale type thing. They like King of the Hill type game style. That would be cool. I would like to, because I mean, obviously, right now, like, so, like I say, so right now, the biggest game that you guys, especially you guys, play is uh, um, Call of Duty. Call of Duty, right? Which is basically just two, you know, a certain people fighting each other, guns, stuff like that. Yeah. But to do the same idea with like a car you build, yeah, and then you slowly build the parts and uh, the you know stuff you can put on there, modifications and all that. Exactly, and even better, like you know, let's say somebody who likes to load up their car with a bunch of weapons, but then can only drive two miles an hour because they put too much stuff on there. Stuff like that. Like, those kind of consistencies, and that would be a cool game. Yeah. Uh, one more game I wanted to talk about, and mm. I know you played it, was the Horizon Zero Dawn. Man, I'm West. excited. I am super excited about that. I haven't played it yet, Horizon Zero I played Zero the Dawn. game. I played the expansion. I mean, I'm, I just loved it. Like it. You know what it was? It was... I love games that are very interactive. Like, you know, you go do, you go around doing stuff, you know, collecting stuff, you know, developing maybe skill sets and aiming, whatever, you know, like, like a bunch of different things, kind of like uh, Batman. The, the reason I got into PlayStation this time around, I guess you want to call it, it was PlayStation 4, was Batman, uh, the Batman games. I played all the Arkham oh, games. All the Arkhams? Yeah, all the Arkhams, all that stuff, the city, all that stuff. So this one was kind of like that same kind of game interplay, like you play with the world, but the story, the story that unravels to how they got to that point was amazing. I was yeah. just like, I just wanted to learn. I wanted to keep on playing the game so I can learn more. Yeah. And then the expansion kind of gave you the same kind of feeling too. And I'm like, oh, snap. I want to see. So if they came up with another game, yeah. I mean, it's just learning a whole different section. And it feels like this one. Is going to go, isn't explore underwater more? It really, because I saw a dragon. And there was an alligator. No, I saw a dragon. I saw a digital dragon. And there was, there were, uh, I think there was a dragon, but then she was swimming underwater and there was a huge alligator. Really? Like a mechanical alligator. So yeah. that's why I think, I, I'm just wondering if maybe now they're going to start, because um, obviously the, the, the you didn't play it, but the original game focuses more like in a very uh, caveman mentality where it's like yeah. you're dealing with very primitive uh, animals, right? Yeah. You know, steer, horses, stuff like that, right? Um, like gators, stuff like you know, whatever rhinos, whatever you know, those kind of basic animals. So it'd be interesting if they go into maybe more, um, they get into more, uh, um, like uh, how, I don't want to say fake, um, fantasy. Yeah. Like dragons, if maybe somebody start, they started basically creating mechanical versions of mythical beings. Okay. 
that would be an interesting twist and an interesting uh, new story to it. Yeah, that would be. It, it, they, and they had the. I remember at the end of it, mm-hmm. um, they had these huge mechanical elephants, mm-hmm. and that reminded me of Lords of the Ring. <laughs> when when they had the the two elephants with the yeah, horns yeah, yeah, with the yeah, cable yeah. across them, and they're just like ripping through everybody. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I, I I got that that feel of Lords of the Ring when I saw it. So it was funny, <laughs> the game, the movie. Uh, sorry. So one game that mm. I it was called Death Loop. Death Loop. Death Loop. Interesting. So you play a guy named Colt, and you are an enemy number one of the party island of Black Reef. So you have to sneak around and try to kill, like, these eight bosses. Um, So because every time you die, it it goes back in time, and you go back into that room. So it always repeats itself. Okay. So it was almost like uh, the movie. If I'm thinking of a movie, it's like Next with Nicolas Cage. Okay. So, like, every time he died, he goes back, like, five seconds. Mm-hmm. Or not when he dies, but every time he gets hit, he could, he could travel back in time from wherever point it is. So, the game with that one is that you're you're going through the world, first-person shooter, and, like, building, packing weapons and everything, and trying to kill your way through on this island that everybody's trying to kill you. Okay. So, what the great thing about that and the twist at the end was that he says that you not only you have this island, that like, if you sneak around, you're okay. You know what I mean? I'm assuming, um, but if you fight, you fight. But and if you kill the bosses, but there is an assassin trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. And at the end, from the perspective, it looks like is that that assassin could be another player, right? So I'm like, okay. So that gives that gave me the idea. I'm like, I like that concept because you could not only is like you're is interactive because of the world, but then you don't know who's trying to kill you because you don't know. If it's two player or somebody that just goes into that world of like I'm playing this character, mm-hmm. and she that person he or she is trying to find you, and assassinate you before you kill the other bosses. So what you're proposing, what you're saying, this game is because obviously dying and repeating the repeating the part portion of the game is not new. It's just, you know save points, right? Yeah. But if what you're proposing is is true, which would make sense if they're really trying to establish the whole uh, solid state possibly um writing uh the game as you're playing it yeah if it jumps back five seconds every time so you get shot you jump fat five seconds to bring it, to try to prevent it um or to try to come up with another version of it whatever right yeah and then if it'd be interesting if let's say the save points is the only way to stop the game where it's like like save points are your solid start finish right there yeah. but the loops you can't get to another save point until you get past the loops. So, yeah. like, you just kept on getting shot. Like, so, like, for example, you're stuck behind the boulder, and every time you pop your head out, you get shot. Yeah. Five seconds later, you have to do it again, do it again. And you, let's say you play this game, and it takes about, let's say, an hour between save points. Yeah. And you're about, you're, like, maybe 10 feet away from a save point, but you can't get to that save point until you get past this loop. Yeah. And that's where it draws you. You're like, damn, you get so tired of playing that one scene. Yeah. It that's is. that'd be a great opportunity because then you because I, I was playing the other day and I thought about it like you know it used to be if you lost three times you're going to, oh, the, beginning. to the beginning yeah. yeah but to exploit the save part kind of going back to the point where you just annoy the player was like damn it, I don't want I don't want to replay this thing anymore like yeah that'd be awesome if that's if that's the if that's what they do that'd be yeah awesome. and then, and and the thing is they haven't explained it much but mm. I'm thinking I want I would like the idea or I like the idea when I was thinking about it is that if I log in 
and I play Colt, uh, the main character, whoever's my assassin is doesn't have to always be the same person. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, if you log in one day, you're like, I'm playing the assassin this time, tracking whoever the main person is. It's mm-hmm. not me every time. So, every time you log in, you choose that character, it's a different person. So, the, it's not always the same gameplay because they're going to respond differently. Mm-hmm. And their skill, skill, skill sets are going to be different to what you are. <laughs> so, you don't, like, if I come in, I'm like, oh, I'm going to, and I keep getting shot. I'm like, damn it. And I go tomorrow, and the, the other person sucks as an assassin. So, I don't know what advantages you have as an assassin, like, as a tracker or something to 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 help you along the way but in turn Mm -hmm. in turn uh there's one another game that's similar to that one yeah in the concept of a loop almost okay but slightly different it's called returnal so it's an arcade shooter specialist um it's it reminds the experience of like dead nation so this third person shooter is like a hybrid where you're stuck on an alien planet Mm -hmm. uh but Every time you die, uh, the planet changes. What do every you time you die, the planet changes. So every time you die and you come back to life, when they bring you back, everything changes. Like the process of life, like something in the world changes. It shifts. Mm-hmm. But then the death is also a premise in the game itself. What do you mean? Death is a premise? What do you mean by premise? Yeah, it's a premise with like a like character? Like, uh, like Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, so you're saying this is an edge of tomorrow, but with uh, with the changing of the the planet when you go in, it changes. It'd be interesting if like so. It'd be interesting if the concept is like maybe like you live, let's say mul- the multi the multiverse theory, yeah. where it's like every time you die, you jump into another verse, uh, multiverse. So it's like you're playing out the same story, but in a different universe. So yeah. something else could be slightly different. So it doesn't let you adjust. It yeah. doesn't allow you to adjust. You know how like it does some like when you when you go back to the gameplay. So whatever you do, regardless of the fact, is always going to be the same outcome. It's so well, it's going to be a, no, not the same outcome, but like so. If it's, so for example, like if I'm playing a game and I was like I'm going up against a very specific boss or in a very specific landscape, and I die, let's say ten times, I'm like, okay, cool. I've tried this. I've tried that. I've tried this. But then if I go up on the ridge and I shoot him on this angle, you know, like you figure out yeah that in the one initial problem. Because you're going through the same exact scenario. This one, but if you jump, yeah, if you jump around, the boss's weaknesses change, his strengths change, the the landscape changes. Like when, like if you if you go in and it's an open field, but now you die, you come back like, oh my god, there's five different buildings. There's walls everywhere. Yeah, so it changes. That would be trippy. That would be such a difficult game. You have to be very adaptive at that point. Wow, that would be such a cool game to play. Yeah. And so, can you imagine? Oh, you know how upset you would be if you're like you're right you're, there. And you're you right die. there. Yeah, like he's at like a ninety percent almost dead, and then you're like you just need one more shot, and then he kills you. And you're like, damn it! Now you gotta complete. Not only have to beat the guy, but then you gotta figure out a, the whole oh, new way to do game, it. Your game plan has a change. Oh yeah, that would be so horrible. Love it. It looks great though. The game looks amazing. Mm-hmm. There's another one called Stray, which which is funny is that um, you play a cat. From from its understanding and and okay, so I did see that trailer and is it me? The whole time I was thinking about was uh, was it Love, Sex, and Robots? Yeah, it, has, it gave that that's exactly that's like <laughs> that and like it has the, like a Blade style feel of environment, like very futuristic noir. That's what that's that's okay. So obviously, yeah, because but Love, Sex, and Robots is two different so, things. But I understand which one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying, but I love sex and robots. There was an actual thing. And this is yeah. like an actual 
storyline that had this exact kind of thing. I think, right? But I think that this cat is a detective, or not a detective, is like investigative cat <laughs> in the world. I, I'm not sure how it's going to play out. Yeah, but it's interesting because it caught my attention. So yeah, that that was it. So mm. those are the games. Uh, one more thing I want to add is mm. that they have. There have been talks about pricing for this PS5. First, how do you think it would look? So that's what I want to know. So, I, you know, I, we live in a weird, interesting time where it's like, I feel like now, it's not a bad thing, but like now we basically, because remember when Elon Musk came out with the design for his car? Yeah. Like that thing like went through the entire internet like over and over again. People just showing it in different scenarios like a, like a GI, like a Lego or something. It was crazy. Yeah. I feel like this is going through the same exact thing. The minute you see a design that's completely different than anything we're used to, I mean, it's just memed to just no end. I don't know if it's yeah. a success of the thing, whatever. I mean, so basically, that they're building towers is that, like the it's, idea, right? It's ta- it's t- it's gonna, I think it's going to be taller than the the next generation of Xbox, but not by much. No, but the Xbox is also a tower, right? It's also a tower, a square tower. So that's where like. I was th- is there market research that just determines that towers work? Like I always think it's funny when people follow same suits. So like Xbox did a tower because maybe they figured out people like towers better, and PlayStation did at the same time. I don't think it's a coincidence. I feel like they both. You know, it's like so either way. But but you could put, sit that one on the side though. I honestly, when I saw the design, notice. Hey, listen, man, we're gonna love this thing if it's great, whatever. But this is just my initial thought process. Yeah, it looked like a damn air freshener. I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of New York when you used to see the cabbie and he used to have that little air freshener on his dashboard that looks like a crown. Yeah. That's the idea that I thought. I was like, man, this is a tall air freshener. <laughs> so, yeah. Again, but. um, so, so I, I think it, it thought of a router when I saw it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only down. The only thing I don't like about it. Yeah. Is that it only has from from the images that they showed? Mm-hmm. It only has like one USB port in the front. That's the only fault that I see. Okay. Uh, because and I got in a great discussion with some other friends that do fighting games. Is that a lot of fighting games you can't play wirelessly? You have to be corded in. Okay. It has to be a direct connection. Mm-hmm. So. Most you uh, PS4s has two ports. Yeah. You, each player could take a port and play. Eliminating that to down to one port, then you would have to create a hub, a USB hub. But then that's a cross of a lot of information that I don't know how it's going to translate correctly. Well, so, okay. So this is my suspicion. Like my, this is what I think is going to happen. Because the only reason most people use a a USB port is um to sync right to sync yeah. your controller to the, the station yeah so i'm guessing that's why it even exists in the first place and it usually comes with only one controller anyways right yeah so i think that's the idea that that they're they're hitting the masses right so 70 percent of the maybe maybe more 80 percent of their user base that's more than enough so like not us to get into the heavy the hardcore gamers the fighting game guys with the with the big gaming uh gaming pads or the gaming uh gaming box uh gaming sticks fight sticks um, they know that's a niche market. So I guess what their idea is that they're going to offer that hub that you just described. Yeah. I think they're going to offer it themselves. But like, oh, well, oh, if you use this, here's an extension you, you need to get. Yeah. That's... So I think that's just, again, they know that there's a niche market for it. And they know 
those people will, pay, will probably pay the money to play like that. So yeah, but and that's a lot of systems that they would have to. Well, yeah, that's a lot of systems that they would have to do it for. But I'm like, it should have been standard too, easy. Hey man, just in case. My thing is just in case. The only other option is to have a USB port in the back because in case if you want to do an ex- like my PS4, mm-hmm. I'm already maxed out in what it has on the hard drive. So I have an external mm-hmm. added to it yeah. that's going off my USB port. Mm-hmm. So now I technically have one USB port to play yeah. off anything I want to do. But that eliminates that option if I like because uh, one of the controllers I like to play with is my Astro, mm-hmm. and I like to do it wired. I don't know why. It's just my preference. I like to be wired when I play. Mm-hmm. Doing that eliminates me either if I have to expand my hard drive for the PS5, then it's using up that port, mm-hmm. and then it's also using the same port that I would have to use to use my wired controller. So the thing is, well, then... That's just a preference on my end, but I'm just thinking I'm like... Two ports, two ports would have been so easy, so simple to add. Yeah, but I think it's more like I think they just because how to put this. I really think that it's almost like okay, perfect example. iPhone, they got rid of the headphone jack. Yeah, and people were like they were mad, but then it was like then they got how many people got the, the, the little dongle, adapter, the, little the dongle, dongle, yeah, and they got used to it. They were like, all right. But that's what I'm saying is like I just feel like this is another dongle. It's like because think about it, how many computers like if I buy a brand new computer right now. How likely is it, mind you, when I was growing up, uh, the one thing you always find in every computer was not only a disk drive, was a floppy disk drive. Yeah. When was the last time anybody even has a floppy disk, let alone has a floppy disk drive? Now, the question is... How I'm, many USB ports does it have? <laughs> not even USB. How many? Like They don't, they don't come with disk ports or USB. Mm. Like you said, no. Because you notice they realize they can eliminate those things, and if you want them, you buy them on, on the side. Yeah. So, so they're just gonna and that's what's going to happen with the PlayStation and stuff like that. The, and I heard the well, for, now we're getting into pricing is that they've been a lot of different talks that it might be from $500 to seven. See, but and then the controller is going to be 80 bucks, an additional controller. Ah, dude. Yeah, that's 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 the conversation that I don't I've read a lot of different um, posts on Twitter and Facebook. Mm hmm. But because I, I take it with a grain of salt, I never, I, I haven't looked to confirm the exact price in which I want to start doing now, mm-hmm. so I can know how much I have to save till it comes out. Yeah. But I, I expect it to be around six hundred bucks, easy. Ah oh, man, I'm trying to think how much drop. I paid for the PlayStation Four when I got it. I feel like I didn't. I, I feel like, like I, 350 maybe. Probably. But see, that's what I'm saying. I right feel like now once it's at, you, right now it's at two fifty, I think. But I think once you, you get once you get once you get to four hundred dollars, you start questioning your 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 priorities, man. <laughs> this is me. I'm just like you know what it's like because I think I, I've always thought that they made the money from the games because when you can separate it slowly, like oh, this game came out this month and the next month, the next month, people are spending sixty bucks a month without even realizing it. But to ask somebody to come up with a, like seven hundred dollars for a game system in one shot. Not only are you losing the money of the of the game system you're gonna get, but yeah. every game that's coming out until people can have the money to pay. For, I don't know. Yeah, and and the other conversation is the same thing. It's like it's seven hundred bucks, but then people are like, "This might possibly be the last physical hardware system gonna come out." What do you mean? Because because um like Google the Stadia, 
which is like the online based gaming. Okay. And it, they got a lot of backlash, and I guess they they were testing the market with that because I've seen too many ads. So I'm think I think either they're doing really good or they're trying to bring more people to that platform. Mm-hmm. But it just brings a conversation like everything, like movie theaters, everything's going online, everything's going VOD, everything is like you don't need. Oh, actual hardware you just need enough something to hold enough database to process it for you and you could play easily so that is a conversation that i've I mean, had either, with a few people but i'm not sure if this might be the last one so okay but here's the thing with that though like okay so there's pc game pc gaming that's i could see that maybe for pc gaming but when it comes to actual like gaming like you know playstation or like that you need some type of connection to those servers yeah. So even if you want to go server based, you still need some kind of hardware. Hardware at your home. So yeah. So I think it, it, the only other option will be like that. It's like if you build a PC, something they'll be like, "This is the minimum requirement that will let you play all these games without having to buy the hardware." And, and they all they do is do. So like what they're gonna go with? They're gonna look for monthly subscription rather than the hardware. Possibly, if, if they will have to look at the market, but. Going or back. they open up the, like, for example, like, um, it becomes an option where, let's say, like, Roku and Chromecast have the option of control, connecting a controller. Oh, yeah, that'd be scary. <laughs> no, but think about it. You just use, because remember, I mean, PlayStation stuff like that used to be, I, could, I, I watch my movies and stuff like that, the PlayStation stuff like that. Actually, HBO Max, so far, the only... Aside from being on a computer, the only other way that I can enjoy HBO Max since I've gotten it has been PlayStation. So they're you know they're the first streaming network or device to offer it like that. Yeah, because I know it's not on on the Fire Stick. So and, and I don't think it's on some TV, the smart TV that I. No, have. it's not on Roku. It's not on Fire Stick. Yeah. So it's very selective. Right so now. that's what I'm saying. What about if they just start to compete with that market as well as keep their own market and just. Come out with something like a dongle, yeah. That you put on your your TV, but it syncs up to your controller, and it doesn't keep anything. You basically have to pay for everything online. So yeah, that's that's the way it might go. All right, so let's get past that, okay, and we go on to the next quick uh, conversation. Is DC uh-huh. announced that yeah. they're doing a DC fandom in August twenty second. So okay, it's gonna be a, to... it's a virtual, uh, virtual, um, con- like virtual Comic Con for DC only. I f- I I I feel like we've discussed. This. I feel like this is Skynet right here. We have talked about this. Yeah, we so, have foreseen the future and has has arrived. So they ha- So it's only gonna be one day, twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. They they haven't said. I know what they're doing is it's gonna be like five different sections. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna have like. Uh, the DC verse, which, if I'm not mistaken, it's covering uh anything related to comic books. They have like they're gonna have one section. There's like five different sections. One's mm-hmm. gonna be just kids related, uh, DC information panels, talks, any, and then they're gonna have a TV and movie, which they'll talk. They'll do like almost like they do um. San Diego Comic Con, and they're gonna discuss about uh, Shazam, and supposedly they're, they're gonna start. They're gonna, they're, they already confirmed that Henry 
Cavell is going to come back as Superman, but not going to be in a Superman movie. He's in, so he's, he's going to be a Hulk. He's going to do like a, yeah. He's going to be like a he do enormous cameos in other movies. Uh, then they're going to have I can see that. Um, <clears throat> they they're going to have the another one is going to be talking about uh, artists, DC art, uh, DC comic book artists, and their transition and doing panels on how the comic book side of stories are going to go. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to do like another one for just fan art. They you can look at all the people that do DC fan art and appraise uh, them and like see their work. So it's going to be a 24-hour stream, pretty much, Wow! of this whole event that you could get into. I'm telling you, we talked about this. I'm telling you, if it was something like a World of Warcraft-style thing where it's like you could just you could log in whenever you want and it's like if you have access to it and just go there and there's people walking around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. That'd be interesting. Yeah, it would be. It would be. It's very interesting. Oh, and can you imagine if they give individuals the ability to um, ask questions? Not just ask questions, but they give individuals like let's say you you're there, you have access to it, and I see. It's not just I like I have my own access. No, we all are in the same room together. Yeah, and I see you. You you know you create your own character, whatever your avatar, and I can interact with your avatar because I mean one thing one of the things that I know people do is they go looking for collectibles because they know people usually might be selling it there yeah. or might be offering it there. So let's say I can interact with you and I find out that you have that and through there you can you can broker hey oh you like you you know you kind of put that in your profile whatever. If I look at your profile, oh snap he's selling this. Boom. Yeah, I think they're going to have like a vendor, a vendor program or a vendor site that you can see all the vendors that I signed up that mm. will be through their I guess through their website and through like maybe a different portal that you could purchase items mm-hmm. from, from that vendor through that portal or they'll just be like, oh, you could go to the website and order it. So I'm not sure how they're going to work that out. Um, I know there was a few recent ones when when this quarantine started, they did virtual cons. Mm-hmm. But at those ones, they were very, on a very smaller level. Mm-hmm. And the vendor would come on stream and talk about what they're selling, what they make, and show art. And people would just comment on on yeah, the stream yeah, yeah. and be like, "I want to buy that." And they'd be like, "All right, here's my link. Just go to my page and send me a message, or you could purchase it there." So I don't know if this is gonna work that way, mm-hmm. but it does sound interesting, and I'm gonna watch it just to see what this the new news about. Watch it, or you're gonna actually go into it. It's a website. It's like streaming. It's not. It's not World of Warcraft. I'm gonna create Man. an avatar. Don't ruin my dreams, okay? It's, it's me just going click, 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 enter, okay, screen, monitors, go. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. All right. All right, sir. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to take a quick break and come back with Nix's movie review. Hey everyone, welcome back to Nix's movie review. What movie we got today to talk about, Nick? All right, so wait, Nix's Nix, yeah, Nix, Nix, yes. So just before I get into the actual movie, I just gotta get. I just want to set this up because this movie had an interesting way of like reaching me. So one day I was in, I was in my room, and you know, I'm with some friends, and we're pulling up random trailer, random stuff on YouTube, right? Yeah. And then I see this link for um. Well, obviously, it's like a, a Korean movie, so it was called like you know something witch. I, I just I couldn't remember the name at the time, but it was like a fight scene, and yeah. it was epic. Like it was like just epic, and I'm like, 
my eyes lit up like what movie is this yeah like and i just went on a mission mind you i think that was like a year or so ago i was on yeah. a mission to figure out where to find that movie because i wanted to watch it and i know that wasn't like a, a like an american movie and like that so i know it's gonna be difficult to find yeah so you, you went know, on a mission that was on a mission you know looking it up on you know see if i can order on, uh, on vod seeing if it had a copy of it on youtube nothing i couldn't find anything so the other day i Thanks was actually to who well hold before you get into i was looking it up Your homie tony yes i was i was looking it up and then i had found out that i might murder this this is how my levels of excitement was that morning it popped in my head i looked it up again and i found that it actually got introduced to vod via prime so yeah. i was like oh i'm gonna order this movie and watch it and then not even like an hour later i get a message from you hey Dude, did you know this movie is available on Netflix? I was like, that's even better. <laughs> that's way better. Now I don't even have to pay for the VOD. So just to get, so that was like the whole setup of this movie. So the movie is called The Witch Part One, the subversion. Which I don't know why I thought that was like an ironic name. I thought that was like okay, you know, what movie calls itself Part One? Like yeah like i don't know i mean maybe because you think about it not even the hobbit said hobbit part one it's just like yeah <laughs> they already said it's coming on 2021 just to let you know oh really yeah. so yeah this is uh okay so give me give you a little background on the story and everything like that so um it starts off with you know a scene from i'm guessing the past so it's about a girl uh, it's basically a bunch of bunch of, a bunch of kids that something happened um so one of those kids escapes so it happened to be this little girl who escapes and gets picked up by a, another family. And, you know, 10 years later, you, you reintroduce into the child. But by this point, you know, the story is that she doesn't remember who she is. And she does something where she gets people's attention and then people start coming after her. Yeah. So um, she gets in the spotlight. She gets in the spotlight. So now the thing is... Um, the whole thing was is like... Uh, and that's one thing I liked about it. They, they didn't really... Because there was something that she does in a very big platform that caused the attention. But yeah. what I love, they never actually showed you, showed you, which I thought was like weird. I was like, wouldn't they show you that? But then no, they kept that like hidden. Uh, you know, like uh, they they hid that later till later in the story. But anyways, so the the movie, the, like obviously, there's something inherently different about this girl, and subsequently to to other characters in the movie too. They obviously have something different about them, especially that makes them that interesting. Yeah. But it was like they, the, 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 like, you know, one of, uh, one of my friends, I, I recommended to watch it. He watched it too. And he said the same thing. And, it, and something I, I, I think I, it made it better. It's a very slow pace to get when, before you get to the excitement. It's almost like, it's like, it's almost like you're, you're just, you're, you're, slow you're cooking uh, for the best meal ever. I guess so because it's almost like you know, like when you you know when you don't even put the gas, you put the car in drive and just let it go. On neutral. Yeah, like you just let, not oh, even yeah, neutral. Oh, yeah, you put drive. it in drive and you just yeah. don't take your. It's your momentum gas. goes. Yeah. Yeah, it just keeps on rolling, and then it, it went from that to somebody slamming on the gas and just driving straight ahead. Yeah. And that's basically how it is. It's a very slow, slow pace at the beginning, and then it builds up, and then it's just. Um, reveal, you know, after reveal or story after this, and I love that. And yeah, I the all right, so all right, keep going. Sorry, no, no, you you good? No, but yeah, it was it was a very, very good reveal. Very good. Like once it starts, it's just awesome. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, there's something like I feel like I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure I'm careful with what I say because I want people to actually watch it. So right now it is available on on Netflix. Netflix. So please, um, if you're listening to us, get it. Go go check it out. It's a fun watch. Something you really enjoy. Like I said, it will take a while to build up, but once it does, it's definitely you know a roller coaster and it's worth the watch. And if it, you don't have Netflix, uh, you can also find it on Prime. Yep, right? it's available on Prime via VOD. I think it's a, like like four or five dollar purchase. Something yeah. Like that. All right. So getting back into the movie, mm-hmm. the best parts about I like about it is that the pacing of the movie was great. And I've seen and you know what's what what I've seen is like a lot of movie mm-hmm. Korean movies have this amazing pace. Is that they? It's a slow burn, mm, slow build up. Yeah. Yeah, slow build up. But it was just like it was just like every notch you go back and they'll hold you at a certain level mm-hmm. till they turn it up again. And then when they're ready to go full throttle, they'll just switch it on your like a twist or something. They did that for um what was it, Parasite. They did that for uh, it wasn't a uh, train to Busan was Korean. Yeah, Korean same dialogue. guy who did Parasite. Yeah. I think I think it was the guy same guy who did Parasite. So that was another one. Yeah, I mean they and I'm like, wow, they they know how to keep your attention mm. on something that you feel like it's so boring or like mild or mundane you know one thing I, but it it, it, ca- it takes it keeps your attention because you've like i know it, it's like eerily like an eerie feeling like tingly you like i know something's about to happen i don't know when or if it is but my attention is like it's get it just gets your attention without like the whole over the top um like acting over the top, like uh, the girl that played her mm. was perfect because when she was, when 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 she was uh, mild or terrified or she had to turn it up or she, she, had, she or had a like, good crazy eye, yeah, crazy eye. Or when her 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 uh, her um, demeanor changed, you like you could sense it. It's like, you, like it's a different, it's yeah, a different it's, feeling. You know, how, like we we always talk about, um, even though it was subtitled. But you know how like you could tell when somebody is pretending to act mm-hmm. than being that person in that movie. Yeah, that one. Even though I don't know the language, she sold me as that character. Okay, itself. so I have one critique. Not a critique. I just find it interesting. Maybe it's a cultural thing. I found this bizarre. It's super bizarre for me. And maybe this is again. Maybe this is, this is a culture in Korea where the characters. You know, I'm reading, you know, and I'm okay with it. I listen, I'm watching, I'm reading it, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fine. But every so often, they'll just start saying phrases in English. Like, it just starts, they're not really speaking, like, they don't, start, they don't, they don't continue speaking for long periods of time. That was on purpose. Really? In this movie, that was on purpose. Really? Yes. How, how do you come to that conclusion? I'll tell you after because I don't okay, want okay, to spoil it. In, okay, but yeah, I found that I found that so like weird because again, I watch like I watch a lot of Korean. Like, um, I believe the TV show that I watch in Kingdom is Korean as as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just so bizarre. I was watching it, like all of a sudden they're just they'll just bust out with English, uh, and I'm like, what? Oh, I, well, I don't know about in that movie. I don't know about the Kingdom. No, 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 no Kingdom doesn't. That's why Kingdom doesn't do it. Uh, um, this one did it, so that's did. why it, it just threw me off. It threw but, me off, and then I'm like, did they just speak in English? And then and later on, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, oh, well, you you let me know about why. you let me know about that. But there's really a, there uh, is there is one thing that I would say that I absolutely love, and I don't I don't know if it's it, I would give the credit specifically to, um. The movie, the, like the way they make movies in Korea, yeah. Um, because I've seen it in different and different variations, and I don't think they're all 
from um, Korea specifically, like for example, but I, like I've seen it in animes and stuff like that. Um, they have a an amazing way of showing, no matter how powerful a person is, yeah, they have a great way of of, of de- depicting that person. Because I feel like, like for example, perfect example is uh, remember Lucy, the one with um, Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, you know she was an all powerful character, right? But it was boring because it's like because she was an all powerful character, it was boring. Because she, she didn't have no ad, like ad, actual adversary. I just it, it wasn't her. even just that she didn't have it. It just didn't make the scenes interesting. Like, yeah, she was all powerful, but there was nothing like so. There was one scene where she's literally walking past all these uh, criminals, where she's just like she lifts them up with her mind and she does this, she does that. So, and I'm like, oh, that's so super boring. But this one, you know, there are scenes where it's like. I'm not going to compare in the sense that that wasn't the ability and stuff like that, but although they, they might show people that might have talents or whatever that are surpassed anything else, it still feels like there's a fight going on. Yeah. And I love that. And I love that back when I just watched Dragon Ball Z and because think about it, you should, you, you watch people fight, let's say somebody like Frieza for the first time. You're like, okay, Frieza's a hundred times fat, stronger than everybody else, but they're still a fight you see a, yeah. a, a, see a back the, and forth yeah there's an ability that there's a challenge exactly and there's still something to watch there's something yeah. to so anticipate you, with so with like lucy how you were talking about mm-hmm. and like no adversary is that she had no actual challenge towards the end because you're like oh she just does whatever she wants when nobody but that's what's saying even no resistance or no force this one the way it portrayed it you still have you still felt a little bit like ooh, it like is she turning up to full throttle or if she's half-assing I it, just, uh, like it's like you don't know how they're gauging it, and it was amazing because of how they played it out. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. They still, they still felt like a fight. Right? Yeah, and that's one thing I loved is I'm still engaged. I'm still watching, and you know, even when characters do those those things a, where they, they would jo- smile like like that was nothing type thing, and I, and they continue going, it still felt like there was something to I watch. Was, I was edge of my seat the whole time. I was too. I took, and this like, like the last like half hour of the movie, I was like. <gasps> I was like, yes. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, I love how they depict it. Just because you make somebody, you know, strong. Like, for example, perfect. One Punch Man. Yeah. Considering who One Punch Punch, Punch Man is, you would think that his show would be boring. Because if somebody, like I told you, there's one guy, his ability, he can actually just defeat every person he fights with one punch. You're like, what what story is there? But that's what I'm saying. You watch it. And it's an interesting watch. It's an, you're still engaged when he fights people. Yeah, because it's more of a satire, and he just makes a front of that the people, the characters that are overpowered. But he's like, he. It, what's funny about it is uh-huh. that that as powerful as he is in the show, One Punch mm-hmm. Man, he still deals with a regular day life problems. <laughs> like the, the, in the first season, he was like he was battling somebody, and he was like, "Oh my god, today's Saturday special." Oh yeah, I the need, coupon day. The coupon day. I need to get there. He was like, "Yes." So, with that saying, is I love the fact that they, when they have a character that is this powerful, but it doesn't, it doesn't make it boring. Exactly. Like we know you're powerful. We know you could do all this, and like that's it. All right. Like, yeah. They, they don't. There's, there's no. Uh, there's no obstacle for them to 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 challenge themselves. That's and what I, I but, feel mm-hmm. this one will have one in the next one. I definitely guarantee it. <laughs> oh my god it was so good it was i was i was so engaged i loved it i want to see the next one i want to see what's next in this world um you know i'm just i'm really enthralled 
I'm really curious about how they're going to continue the story. And I was like, that's why I want, and I want to encourage as many people to watch it. Yeah. All right. So uh-huh. we talked about, oh, well, you were telling me what you don't like about it was that when they went into it's not that i don't like it or it was something that, that that caught your that that you were like oh, it like, threw me out and again off, it's yeah. not just me i'm not critiquing it because again i don't know if wow. that's an, if that I, I don't know if that had anything to do with you know the culture they might have out there because that's what i like about watching movies and tv shows and stuff like that because i genuinely feel like i'm getting a glimpse of some like a whole different world than where i'm at yeah so i don't critique i don't judge it i just mostly curious about it uh so what so, what is one thing that you did not like from it, though? That's why I want to know. I don't know. Um, I right? like, I'm trying to think. Is it the little things that it did have? Like I didn't like would be. Uh, I wish they had a little bit more character development on one of the villains, one or two of the villains. I wish they had a little bit more. D- like they, they you understood where they were coming from, but I want I wanted more depth from them, and in in in, in, mm-hmm. in in the case of storyline, yeah. But in the acting was good, but in the case of storyline, I would have been like I wanted it a little bit more, just not much to mm-hmm. to to overdo it. But they gave you enough to entice you to want to know more, but not enough. I guess they gave you enough to, for you to be enticed, but not fully invested in them. And I and I wanted a bit more to be a little bit more invested, even mm-hmm. though there were the villains, just to get more backstory on it. Well, because I, I, I think it was more just my want to see more action. But at the same time, I don't think it was lacking in action. I just felt like it was like they were holding everything until a very certain point. Like it was basically holding it. It's almost like when a DJ holds the bass, like in their song, like yeah. till they drop the bass, you know, like they hold it longer or whatever. So that's how I felt like. So I don't judge it, but I kind of felt like I wish I, I would see more of it. Like for, like you said, more of the villain. Maybe not backstory, but like I guess there were scenes where you see the villains doing stuff, but they really weren't showing anything of their specific talents. It was more just they were there and they were doing stuff, but it was not like showing it off. And again, I think it was just mostly holding um, that as much as they can until the very end. Yeah. No, they did definitely. They definitely held everything to the end and let everything loose. I know, and, and you know something. I was thinking about this the other day because I was watching, um, I was watching Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. Mm-hmm. So one thing I like, I love about old horror movies is if you know, especially when they introduce a character for the first time, they hold off showing you what the person looks like until like a, like almost halfway through the movie or more. Yeah. And I love that because it's it draws your attention, your curiosity. Who is this? What's going on? What they're doing? Talking about openings, I think these this was one of the openings mm-hmm. that you were like, "Yo, I'm taking it seriously." <laughs> it was like, definitely, it was definitely concerning. Yeah, yeah, it was concerning, and uh, I guess there there was a huge uh, let's say fighting, bloody, and involved children. So that if if a movie has that type of opening, you're like, "Where the hell they're gonna go with this?" Okay, so I think that was something. I think that was my critique, I guess, because that's. I think they kind of tell you what happened, but I felt like there was. It left me with open ended questions to certain you, things. Like, why? Yeah, there's a couple of why questions that left me with that. They kind of told you why happened, but I felt like it still left me with a couple of open ended questions where I'm like, 
So I think because they didn't really address those questions, I think that's what bothered me maybe. But honestly, I was so enthralled with the, like I said, it was like something you don't even think about once the action starts. Yeah. So, so all right. So let's get into the Nikki ratings. I uh, definitely give this one a four. Damn you. That was the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's, it's like a solid four, like four and a half. Kind of like what I wanted, because um, I like I like good movies like this, and I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you you're gonna fall in love with characters, you're gonna love the story specifically. It's just something that builds up, and you're just, like wondering what's gonna happen, and just the world itself. And it did something that most movies are incapable of doing to me anymore. What surprise me? Like there's certain things that you find that like, oh snap! I did not, I didn't even think about that. Like, and what I okay so. I know ever since uh, I know ever since Sixth Sense, people want to do twists in movies. Yeah, where and they make these twists, these huge, elaborate, like minefields, right? And that's great, but it just feels like okay, so it just feels you're you're you plan too much for the twist that you don't even plan to like do a really good story. Yeah, I think the only reason Sixth Sense worked so much is because they actually just gave you a story, and they kind of told you what the twist was. You just didn't notice it. Yeah. Um, and that, that that's a fault with a lot of movies that do a twist at the end. It's either they foreshadow too much. Well, they push. They they, they push. Or the twist is so ridiculous. They're like, wait a minute, that's a nothing to do with. Yeah, that's the, that's the two things you fall into. That it's either too the the foreshadowing or what the twist would be is too. They're throwing it to your face it's too, too much thick, yeah. that you're like, I saw it coming. Or the other essence is that they'll do the whole movie and the twist is not even remotely close to what it could have possibly been within that world. That you like, okay, really? Or like the movie is more about like instead of building a story, you're building a twist. That's and I don't like that. Like, no, you build a story and then the twist can be something that you go into. Like, I think that's what I liked about this movie is that there were certain twists in it, but they weren't so like huge. They were just like, yeah, that was a story, but how about this perspective? Yeah, like that's where you're like, wait a minute, what? Like, this is a story the way you saw it. This is the story the way you saw it play out. But what about if it was this perspective? And you're just like, wow. And then that, then even later on, they just tell you about, okay, but what about this one extra perspective? And you're like, what? That's, <laughs> that's cool. Like, And that's what I like about it. It's like you you establish a good story, and then you you throw a different perspective as your twist rather than just throwing this huge, like, they were wolves the whole time. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> It's ridiculous. So so we give this four Nickies, guys. Really, definitely check it out. The Witch Part 1, The Subversion. You can find it on Netflix or on Amazon Prime for rental for like around five bucks. And like that, guys, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You can always find us on our social media pages on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nerds and the City. And as always, guys, tell a nerd, send a nerd, bring a nerd. All right, everyone, have a great weekend or week, and see you next week. Yeah.